Let us pray together the prayer for illumination. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and the word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. A lesson from the Old Testament, Genesis 1, 26 to 31. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with seeds in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'd like to invite all the children who are here this morning to come up here and join me. And if you're worshiping from home, just get a little closer to your screens and we'll wave to you. Come on up, everybody. Good morning. Good to see everybody. Happy January. Starting off a new year with a big group of children. This is great. Come on up. Good morning, good morning. Wow, look at everyone. You can bring your parents too if you want to. Everybody's welcome up here. Children at heart. <laughs> all right, well, let me tell you all a story. Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Trevor, and he had a friend named Lily who came to his house to play. And they wanted to turn on some fun music and dance around. Now, Trevor's parents had asked him when he was playing not to play in the living room because there's some nicer furniture in there and a pretty vase and some things that might break if Trevor went in there. So he knew that that was kind of the rule. Don't go into the living room, but you can play anywhere else. So they turned on the music and they were dancing and Trevor kept looking over in the living room and it seemed like it had more room in there and there was a big window in the living room. So he was like, Lily, let's go dance in the living room. So they brought their little music in there and they started dancing and oh, Trevor hit the vase and it fell and broke. And he felt so bad. He knew he had broken the rules his parents asked him to obey. And he was so scared about getting into trouble. 
Maybe you felt that way too. I know I have. And so he said, Lily, let's go hide. I don't want my mom and dad to find me when they see this vase. So they went and they hid in the closet in Trevor's room. And they hear footsteps coming. And it's Trevor's mom. And she opens the door and he's really afraid and he starts crying and he says, Mommy, I'm so sorry. And she got down on her knees and she gave Trevor a big hug and she said, That's okay, Trevor. I was just so worried about you and Lily, I couldn't find you. I'm so glad to see you. Please know that I love you. Yeah, I'm sorry the vase is broken, but it was a mistake and it's okay. I will always love you. There's a story in the Bible that's a lot like that. And it reminds us that God is always going to come find us. And even though we might be afraid and scared, God is always going to look at us with love. There's nothing we could ever do that would make God stop loving us. So remember, even if you're feeling scared, even if you've done something wrong, you don't have to hide from God. God will always give you a big hug and say, I love you, and it's going to be okay. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we know what it feels like to do something wrong and to feel bad. We thank you so much that you look at us with love, that you're ready always to forgive us and just to say, I love you no matter what. Help us to love you and to love other people just like that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. If you're three, four, or five, you can go to Children's Church with Pastor Maggie and Molly. And if you're older than that, you can go back to where you were sitting with parents or friends. What an exciting way to start off the new year with all of these children. This is beautiful. Bye, have fun. In many ways, today is a day of new beginnings. We have begun a new year together, 2023. We're already a week and a day into a new year on the calendar. We are beginning our 150th celebration together as a congregation. This congregation has been gathering, has been singing the songs of the faith, doing the work of ministry in Nashville for 150 years. And we're going to find all sorts of ways to tell that story, to celebrate our past, to take what's best of us from the past and bring it into God's new future. So it's going to be a great year, and it's launching today downstairs in McCorder Hall just after this service. We're also beginning a journey through the Bible together. If you're visiting with us today, or maybe this is your first time in a while, we're going to be reading and walking through the scriptures from now until the beginning of Advent, the end of November. And at any time during the year, you can jump in. Don't feel like if you haven't started reading that you're behind and you might as well not try. No, we want you to to jump in wherever you can in any way that you can. But this is the first Sunday of that journey. And each Sunday we'll be looking at a different book of the Bible. Some books will get two Sundays. We're going to skip a few books But by the end of November, we will have made it all the way through the scriptures together. And I can't think of a better way to start our journey through the Bible than in the beginning. The story of creation. 
There's no better way to start our study of the Bible than looking at the creation stories. There are actually two creation stories. The one that Mary just read part of in Genesis 1, which is sort of a poem that talks about the seven days of creation and all the things that God created and called good. The second creation story is very different. And it starts in chapter 2 and goes through chapter 3. Most scholars will tell us these come from different eras. They come from different sources. The order of creation is different. And that's one of the beautiful things I love about the scriptures. We have different accounts, different stories, different voices, all trying to reveal to us the nature of God, the nature of humankind, and our relationship with God. So as we hear these stories of creation, as we read through the scriptures, that's the lens I want to invite us to look through. Not so much the lens of science or history, but the lens of God's revelation. What is being revealed to us about God and about us and about our relationship with God? So as we look at the first creation story, particularly the text that Mary just read, what does it tell us about God? It says that God created, God is a creator, bringing something out of nothing. And on the sixth day, God created humankind in God's own image. God created us for relationship. God placed in each human being the imprint of God's very self. We are connected to God in a unique way and invited into relationship with God. And then it says God blessed them. God blessed the humans. And God gave them all of creation to be stewards of. God entrusted us with all of creation God handed over responsibility for guarding and caring for all of creation. And God empowered us to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And then God looked upon us and all that God had created and said, Mmm, that's very good. At the end of each day of creation, It is declared good, good, good. And at the end of the sixth day, it is very good. So what does this tell us about ourselves? From the very beginning, what is our origin, our starting point? Our starting point is that we are made in the image of God. That every human being who has ever walked the face of the earth or ever will walk the face of the earth has within them the image of God, claimed by God, shaped by God. How does that inform our understanding of others? I believe it is that that sits at the bedrock of our bedrock belief, God loves everyone unconditionally because we are all created in the image of God. There is not one kind of person who's better than any other. We are all created in God's image. And we have been blessed by God, and we have been given responsibility by God to be stewards of the earth, 
stewards of all of creation, stewards of one another, it bears reflecting on how we're doing with that. How are we caring for God's good creation? Has God's trust been lived out? We leave that to ponder on our own. And then we see at the end of this text that God declares us very good. God looks upon you with delight. God looks upon me and all of us with delight that our starting point with God is good. Now there's another story, the second creation story, chapters 2 and 3 of Genesis, which we didn't hear from today, but some of you have been reading and you've, you've read it. Many of you know it. It's the story where God creates by playing in the mud. God is playful. God is playing in the dirt and creates a dust person. The name Adam, Adam, literally means one made of earth, of dust. God recognizes that it's not good for this human being to be alone, and so God creates another one to be with. And so we have the story of Adam and Eve, God providing for them this beautiful paradise, all the plants and all the animals, enough for them to live and thrive. God gives them everything they could possibly need, and God comes every day in the cool of the day to walk and talk with them. Perfect communion with God, every need met, and yet, there's temptation. The temptation comes in the voice of the serpent in the story, who begins to plant the seed that even though you have all this, even though you have each other, even though you have God every day, it's not enough. Don't you want just a little bit more? Don't you think God may be withholding some things from you? Don't you really want to be like God, I'll tell you how to do that. There's this tree over there, you see, the one you're not supposed to eat. Well, let me tell you why you're not supposed to eat it. And we know the story. First Eve, then Adam, take a bite of the fruit. They turn away from God. We say it so often in our communion liturgy, when our love failed, when we turned away and our love failed, this is the story that tells what that looks like. Though God has provided everything we need, we have within us also this feeling like, oh, it's not enough. Sometimes that turns into, I'm not enough, or I don't have enough or the world isn't enough, or whatever it is, that seed of dissatisfaction that causes us to look for things ourselves, to control things ourselves, and not to trust God. There are all different ways that this is manifest in my life and in your lives, I'm sure, and in our world. And as soon as Adam and Eve take a bite of the fruit, their eyes are opened in a different way, and they look at themselves as God has created them, made in the image of God, and they're ashamed. 
they're ashamed of their bodies, of their selves. They're ashamed of what they've done. And there are many who would say that shame is the beginning of our story with God. But we know the beginning of our story is delight and goodness and perfect communion with God. It is only at this point that humankind begins to feel ashamed and they hide from God. God comes looking for them in the garden, calling their names, looking for their daily walk, and they're not there. They're hiding from God. But eventually they come and show themselves to God, and God realizes what has happened. And instead of shaming them, God provides clothes for them. And now they're set on a different path than the one God intended, but God goes with them. And I think if you make this journey all the way through the scriptures, you'll see over and over again how we hide from God, how people turn from God, choose their own way, After delivering the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt and they're in the wilderness, they want to go back to Egypt. They trust Egypt more than they trust God. When they get into the promised land, they demand a king. And God says, that's a bad idea. You don't need a king. You have me. But they want a king. They want it their own way. Again and again, people turn away from God. And again and again and again, God pursues God makes a way, God forgives, God embraces. And through the course of the story, we will hear of people who turn back around to God, who literally say, here I am, who come out of hiding to be seen by God just as they are, Abraham, Moses, the prophets, Mary, the mother of Jesus. When God calls, they step out and say, here I am, and all that I am. Sometimes they argue with God, I'm not good enough to do what you're asking me to do. But God always gives them what they need, and they trust in God. This is the story of God with God's people And then we come to that moment in the story when God chooses to become one of us. This story we've been celebrating through the season of Advent and Christmas, that God is Emmanuel, becoming one of us, living our life, knowing our struggles and our limits in God's final act of saving us. This morning we are remembering and celebrating the covenant of baptism. And we're remembering that moment when Jesus stepped out in the Jordan River and said, here I am. Before he did any miracles according to the gospels, before he preached any sermon, before he did anything, he stepped out and said, here I am. And John the Baptist baptized him and the voice said, this is my son, my beloved And my friends, that is what happens with you and me. We touch these waters of baptism and we remember that the beginning of our story is still true. That God looks upon us with delight 
and says, very good. I am so delighted with you. And the invitation to each one of us is simply to come out of hiding. If you are hiding from God, if you're hiding from yourself, if you're hiding from others, hiding from your family, whatever it may be, hiding from the world, today let us have the courage to step up and say, here I am, just as I am, and to hear God say, you are my child. You belong to me. I will never stop pursuing you. I will never stop loving you. Thanks be to God.